This is Perspectives. This is the show where we have a conversation about our differences only to learn more about the things we have in common. I'm Condis Presley. When the bonds in their family began to fray, four black women fight to preserve their legacy, heal their wounds, and move forward together in this heartwarming contemporary debut novel with loose parallels to the beloved women from the Bible. The book is The Gardens of Eden, and the author is my guest, first-time author, Rosie Lee. Welcome to Perspectives, Rosie. Thank you so much. I have never heard my book description sound so beautiful. Oh, you're so kind to say that, but your book description is beautiful. Your book is beautiful. What inspired the creation of The Gardens of Eden? You know, it's funny. The idea just popped in my head one day. I was walking onto the Universal Studios lot and it just popped in my head. I I cannot give you any other explanation except that it was just divinely put there. I had not been um, reading anything in particular or doing any particular devotionals or anything like that. And I mentioned that because my characters are loosely based on women of the Bible. And it answers the question of what happened after the stories told in the Bible. And I just don't know where that idea came from. It just, well, I do. I just told you it came <laughs> from God. Talk to us a little bit more about an overview of this storyline without giving away any spoilers. Sure. So again, I always just wondered what happened after after the stories told in the Bible. And so I knew I wanted to answer that question, but I wanted to do it in the context of a contemporary Black family of women. And so I chose the, the characters and I put Ruth and Naomi in the same family as Mary and Martha. And, you know, by today's standards, Ruth having um, married two men in the same family would not be um, something that the family members would likely be too happy about. Not in a, not not in most circumstances. And so I just always wondered, well, you know, if this happened in a family like the ones that I know, like what would they do? And so you know, I grew up watching Dynasty and and things. Um, so I had some thoughts. And so I put this conflict in a family of women that own a multi-million dollar peanut company in the fictional town of Eden, Georgia. And so they are trying to decide what happens after Ruth's husband, Bo, died uh, in the Bible. He would have been Boaz. Um, and so Boaz was the uh, CEO of the company. And so since his death, Ruth's been filling in. And so the family's trying to figure out what happens. Does she stay in that position? Um, and Ruth is like, well, they're thinking about whether I stay or not. Well, if that's the case, then, you know, is this really the family I'm supposed to be in? And so it's, a it, it kind of unravels that conflict or unwinds that conflict, I should say. Um, but also each of the women, uh, Ruth, Naomi, Mary, and Martha also have their own personal things that they're dealing with. They've been keeping secrets from each other. Um, and so, and made, making some, um, Having some opinions, you know, like in all families, people always think they know what's going on. But then when you find out what's really going on, then you have another opinion. So really challenging misconceptions that they've had about each other as well as themselves. You said something a moment ago about Ruth wondering if this is really her family where she's supposed to be. But you can't choose your family. You're born into it. 
you are, but Ruth married into the family. And so having married in uh, to the first husband and then um, with him um, with, with him passing away um, and then marrying another one and then he passed away, it's like, what do I do now? Do I stay here with this this in, in this place and with this family who I've made a life with for all of these years? Or do I take this as an opportunity to go in and do something else? You've already shared, Rosie, that the idea for this this novel was inspired by God. And you have taken these stories that are somewhat biblical, placed them in pleasant, placed them in present day, and explored the idea or the notion of what happened next. How long did it take you to work all of this out in your head and then, you know, pen to paper or as we are today, fingers to keyboard? and flesh out the story. So I love that you asked the question that way because most people just ask me how long did it take me to write the story? And I have two separate answers um, to, to that question, but I love how you teased it out. So I first got the idea for this story in 2008 and it took me almost 12 years to write it. Um, and during that time, I, it's it's not that I sat at, at a desk and tried to work through it. I, I just kind of thought about it. And I had I had periods where I did sit and write, but that I, that wasn't most, most of the time because I really just didn't know what the story was going to be. And so I mulled it over and, and played with it in my head off and on for, again, almost 12 years. And then when I decided I was going to get serious about writing a novel and just being more focused about it, the story started coming together for me. So I spent maybe a month or so outlining it or what we call plotting. And then about a month and a half writing the first draft, which was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it was intense. It was very intense. When did you know that a writing was a gift and a skill and then that you had the capacity to become an author because this is your first book? Right. So I always knew that I would write stories. So I started writing as a child. I can't even think of exactly what age. I started writing poetry in school, but I didn't feel like I was like that great at it. I did it just really more for fun and self-expression and whatnot. And then wrote stories here and there, like elementary school. And then I think in college, at that point I was, um, well, my, my alter ego is a physician. So at that point um, I was pre-med. Um, and I had to take the required freshman uh, English class. And I just got amazing feedback from my, um, my professor. And I thought, I really could do this, but I was really committed to the idea of becoming a physician. And I knew I didn't have the time to explore it, um, at least not in an academic setting. And so I thought, you know, at some point I'll, I'll write a book probably. Um, and as I learned more and more about health education and health disparities and health equity and really committed myself and my um, physician life to finding creative ways to educate people about health and get them talking about it. I decided probably in medical school that I would write fiction, but put health themes into it. But that still took me some time to finally do. Um, but I, I really did know back then it was something that I was going to really commit myself to. So friends, a little bit more about this first time author, Rosie Lee. She writes stories about complicated families, complex friendships, but guarantees us a happy ending. She makes her home here with us in Atlanta, where she enjoys cooking, arranging flowers, and 
occasional burst of fanatical bargain shopping. Who doesn't love that? Uh, Rosie grew up on the west bank of New Orleans and carries the area and her loved ones in her heart when she is here and away from them. You said, Rosie, that you started writing as, as a kid. From then to now, who are some of the writers who have influenced you? Whose work have you especially enjoyed? Sure. Terry McMillan, of course, Nikki Giovanni, Maya, um, Dr. Maya Angelos, one of my favorites, um, especially because she doesn't write or, or didn't write fiction, but really, really one of my favorites. The way that she wrote about her life to me just felt like it was a fiction novel. So those are certainly some of my my favorites. Can you talk to us about some of the obstacles or challenges that you might have faced as a first time author? I know many people who have books in them, write them and then self-publish them, but you are uh, coming out large and strong with one of the big name publishers. Yeah, so it's it's very much a different world. <laughs> and so I really had to dedicate myself to understanding the process of finding an agent and then later going on submission and really understanding all the nuances that go along with it. Um, I, I thought about self-publishing and um, really just decided I wanted to try the traditional path first. And it took a little bit, but it, it worked out. Talk to us about some of the themes and the messages that you wanted to be certain to convey in the Gardens of Eden. Sure. So, so many people have complex situations in their families, right? And so often, even if you work through them in healthy ways and have good boundaries, it can still be really overwhelming to figure out how to deal with them. And sometimes, you know, things work out, but frequently people don't get a, a, a happy ending. And so I wanted to allow people to see interpersonal conflicts between family members that they could relate to in some way and see it work out and to pick up hopefully some skills or to learn some things that they might be able to use in their everyday lives. And then of course, as I've mentioned, my alter ego is a physician and I've already told you, I, I see fiction as a, a health education tool. So there are themes around cardiovascular health, mental health and the connection between them. So I hope that people pick up some things around that. And again, apply those to their lives. I really want people to be entertained by my work, but to leave with something or hopefully some things, plural, that can help to improve their lives. Um, when I just think about some of the authors who I've mentioned, and certainly there are many, many more who I, I also love, but my favorite things about a book is when you carry it with you and you, you're exposed to something new or you're able to see something in a different light and you can pull on that later um, and, it, and it helps you in some way. So I, I hope that people will have a similar experience with, with my book. Were there any personal experiences or real life inspirations beyond the knowledge base that you bring to this work that might have influenced the narrative or your characters? Hmm, that's a great question. Um, I will say that I have some family members who um, might see a little bit of themselves, maybe a little bit, or they might think they see a little bit of themselves, but I didn't write specifically about anyone in my family. Um, but I think the things that we go through in life and the things that we experience 
through others. You know, when you're talking with your, your friends and you're seeing the conflicts that are happening, or even when I think about some of the things that I've experienced when people go through health emergencies. And I think there's no way that some of that wouldn't, wouldn't filter into, into my book. The title and the way it's spelled, the gardens, G-A-R-D-I-N-S of Eden, E-D-I-N. You've already shared that Eden is the fictional town where the story takes place. Talk to us a little bit more about the, the titling of the book. Sure. So I really thought about spelling Eden the traditional way, but there is an existing town in Georgia, um, not too far from Savannah, called Eden, spelled E-D-E-N. And I didn't want to make anybody in that city mad with me um, <laughs> because I knew what I wanted the history of this town to be. And so as much as I don't mind or was very excited about fictionalizing what happened after the stories told in the Bible. I think it's a little different to fictionalize the history of an existing town. So I decided to create a town and to spell it differently. And I actually got that idea because I have a friend whose last name is Gordon, G-O-R-D-O-N. And I was talking to her one day and she just said something about the Gordons. And when she said it, I I heard what she said, but I thought, what if there was a family with the last name Garden, G-A-R-D-E-N? And what if they lived in Eden? And it's really just how it came together. And I can't tell you what year that was. I, I, I don't recall, but, you know, kind of along the lines of your earlier question about like, how long did it take me to plan? It's just the story was just always in my head. And so it's one of those things where when I heard something, I was ready, right? Um, it, or it resonated in a way that made me wake up and be ready, I guess. And so I just played a around with it because again, I knew I wanted to write this story about women of the Bible. And I thought, well, that would be a, a great title for this story. That's a, that's, uh, in which the characters are loosely based on women of the Bible. So it it just all worked out. Is that going to be your niche in your writing, looking at characters in the Bible and and expounding upon their stories with present day real life applications? You know, I, I haven't decided that. I've, I've thought about it and I just don't, I don't know the answer to that yet. Um, I think I could maybe come up with more stories about um, women who are loosely based on the women of the Bible, but I'm I'm not sure. I, I don't have a plan to to solely focus on that. I think okay. we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. Tell me about your uh, readers for this book. Who did you write this book for? Obviously, you were going to say everybody because you want everyone to read the book. But I mean, who is this going to resonate with? Sure. So, you know, Toni Morrison once said to, to to paraphrase her that you should write the book that you want to read. Right. So I I wrote it for people who like the same types of books and, and movies that that I do. And I, I say that kind of as my not quite everybody answer, um, but to, to really kind of dig into that, I think that Black women will recognize some parts of themselves in it. I think Southern women, probably regardless of their race or ethnicity, will um, see some interesting things that draw them in. People who like family dramas will certainly be ready for this. Um, and also people who enjoy Christian fiction or books about women of the Bible 
Um, my my book is published by um, a Christian imprint of Penguin Random House, but my original intention was to write it for people and in a way that even if you don't read Christian fiction, this is just still interesting to you. So I really borrowed my inspiration from uh, books and, and TV shows that are mainstream that have some faith-based influences, but it's not that people of faith are the only ones who who watch them or who read them. Um, that was a little bit of a struggle as I was looking for um, an agent and looking for editors for my book or looking for an editor for my book. Because I think some people had a hard time imagining that. I didn't have a hard time imagining that because I know that those books and TV shows exist. And so I thought, you know, people go to church, especially in the South. It's, it's what you do. Um, and not everybody who goes to church only reads Christian fiction. So I'm writing it for the regular everyday people that I know. And, you know, whoever reads it, we'll, we'll read it and we'll just kind of go from there. You said that you uh, wanted to write the book you wanted to read or the movie or the TV show you wanted to see. What's the likelihood that something like this for you as a first time author might get optioned into something we could also see on a screen somewhere? I love that question. And I certainly hope that it happens. It's, it's, and I, and I don't mind saying that's a part of my vision. Um, I've had people tell me that I have a very cinematic way of writing. And I just thought, oh, what a, what a great compliment. Oh, that's so sweet. They get it. And then after hearing it a time or two, it occurred to me that it's just really the way that I write. I see the scenes in my head, the way that we see TV shows and movies. And so I write it that way. Every I write it like it's a like it's a movie scene. So for me, it's I'm I I just imagine it on on a screen of of some sort. So it's just kind of how it works in, in my brain. Well, let's hope that that happens. Rosie, what do you believe sets the Gardens of Eden apart from other stories in this wheelhouse and what are you hoping that your book contributes to the literary landscape? I think the hook that it answers the question of what happens after the story is told in the Bible, but in a way that is approachable and accessible for people, regardless of what their um, religious or spiritual beliefs are. I think that's that's really it. Um, for me, I just see them as a as a, a regular Southern family. Yeah, they're multimillionaires. They own a peanut business, but they're they're just like us. And so I feel that people can see some piece of themselves, but in this way, in a, in a story that hasn't really been told quite this way before. I was shocked that no one, to my knowledge, has ever written a story of what happened after stories told in the Bible. And that was something that was really stressful for me for the years before I figured out what the story was going to be about. So every time I saw a book or um, a TV show or movie that was about, um, that was like about Bible characters, but set in present day, I got really, really nervous. Cause I just really can't believe no one's ever done this before. Cause it's just, I've always wondered and I'm sure I'm not the only person who's wondered. So it's just surprising to me, but I'm very thankful that I got mine out before anyone else did. So, yeah. This has been indeed a journey for you and a successful one thus far. What guidance or advice would you give to someone who's listening to us right now and sees themselves as the next first-time author with a story to tell, but maybe isn't quite so sure how to go about getting that done? Sure. 
You would say really follow your heart. Do what you know is just really, do what you really feel like you're called to do. And I think, you know, this is I'm certainly not an expert on talking about like, you know, what it means to to hear something from God. That's, I'm, I'm, I'm no expert in that. But whether people can relate to that or whether they just have an idea or a desire to do something that they can't shake, I say, go after it. Um, and even when you encounter people who think, oh, everyone wants to do that, you'll you'll never do that. So what? Ignore them. Um, do it and do it in your in your own way, in a way that feels authentic to who you are. And people will people will will catch on. I I, I really think so. Um I've I've certainly had ups and downs in this in this process. Um, but for me, so my, my, my launch event is going to be hosted at the, um, Auburn Avenue Research Library, which is super important to me because this book is set in this fictional town that I created here in Georgia, but that's about, um, this family. I, I don't think I've mentioned this, but this family, they, their ancestors, um, were previously enslaved and, um, after they didn't get the land they were promised in Savannah, they left and just kind of moved more and more inland until they found this abandoned space and founded this land. And so for this story to be about previously enslaved or a family whose previously enslaved ancestors found some land, made their own town and became successful for that book to have its launch event at the Auburn Avenue Research Library in partnership with Karis Books, which are two partnering institutions that are very different, right? That tells me that dreams come true. Um, and I want people to say, you know what? I want people to, to look at that example and say, yeah, I'm not gonna let other people limit me. Maybe people don't understand this, this vision that I have, but I see a place for this vision. Let me figure out how to bring this vision to reality. Maybe it will look exactly like I think it will look when it comes to fruition, or maybe it might look different, or maybe I'll find a way to make it fit, but I'm gonna keep on until I do something with it. I want people to, to get that from, from my story. So some of the nuts and bolts as we wrap up here, uh, you've mentioned your book launch. When is it available to the general public and how do we go about getting it? My book comes out January 9th and the launch event will be held that same night, January 9th. There are no tickets required. It's open to the public. So I hope everyone will come and the book will be um, available wherever books are sold. So I hope everyone will buy it. I'll be in conversation with Ruth P. Watson, who wrote A Right Worthy Woman, which is a fantastic book. So I think we will have a, a great conversation uh, and I'm really looking forward to it. Well, Ruth P. Watson has been a guest on our program many times with her very first book, as well as earlier this year with A Right Worthy Woman. So you will be in great company. Look forward to seeing you on January the 9th, supporting you in the launch of your first book, The Gardens of Eden. The author is Rosie Lee. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. This has really been a joyful conversation. Perspectives is a community and public affairs program produced with you in mind.
If there's a guest or an issue you'd like to hear me explore, I hope you'd let me know. The easiest way to connect with me is on social media. Just slip me a DM or send me a message. Search Condas Presley on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And yeah, I know you're asking, how do you spell Condas? C-O-N-D-A-C-E. And Presley has two S's. That's P-R-E-S-S-L-E-Y. Friends, I appreciate your listening. Be sure to listen again next week at the same time as we explore new perspectives. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.